Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Clue the motherfucking Don, for another episode of Country Fan Mail Podcast. And I appreciate y'all coming back. I appreciate y'all fucking with me. My numbers have been going the fuck up, so I appreciate y'all. Everybody that's been listening to me, all the feedback, all the positive energy that's been coming my way, and all the negative energy. I don't know if there really is any, but if there is some, you know, I welcome it all. But with that being said, I have a very, very special guest coming to the show. I've been, people have been hitting me up for a minute. They were just like, yo, like, we love your show, but... We need to see more ladies because the women are out there making noise in the industry as they always have. And I have one of the most recent, most, I think, dopest, dopest, is that the word? Dopest up and coming Charlotte artists in the game. Go ahead and introduce her in. And I should have asked this before we even started this stream because I don't want to butcher her name. I know her first name because my sister's name is Makita as well. But her last name is Makita Iroquois. Is that it? It, it is. It's. You said it right the first time. The S is silent and everything else is pronounced how it looks. Awesome. I'm so glad I did. Because I literally was sitting there for like 30 minutes like, it real quick, it real quiet. It's, it, it's really, it looks intimidating, but it's it's really straightforward. A lot of Native American language is straightforward like that. You can see a lot of the names in America are Native names, but it's, you know, you can read it. You can read it out. I, yeah, I like that, so, and cause I would because usually because well sometimes it could be spelled with the X at the end, correct? Or is um, that... I haven't seen it spelled with an X. You, you might be thinking of another tribe. There is a tribe that has it. There's probably quite a few tribes that have an X, but I think the most famous one is the Sioux tribe, and it is spelled with an X. Got you, got mm-hmm. you. Okay, all right. There, that's a little all right. TED Talk with Clue and Makita. But anyways, um, so, so yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. It is Makeda. Iroquois. Makeda. I know I have met some Makitas. They spell it the same way. Got you. And I know that some people pronounce, so it's confusing, but the way that I pronounce it is Makeda. I'm so glad you told me that. I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to really work on that because like I said, my sister is Makita, so it's really right. I'm gonna try my best. Right. But yeah, in either way, I really love the name. I love the origins of the I mean, regardless of how you look at it, you know, you know, mm-hmm. Queen Makita or Makeda. I don't know, I'm not even sure if it was pronounced Makeda actually or not. Um, I believe, I believe, because Makeda is is Ethiopia region. Got you. So makes I sense. They they pronounce it Makeda. Uh, yes. What was the first song that you listened to when you woke up this morning? When I woke up, I didn't listen to any music. Okay. Now, I there was a point in time a couple years ago where I stopped listening to music. It sounds very weird. Yeah, you're going to have to expound on that one. It sounds very weird, but it 
it was a little bit of a mixture between personal emotional stuff and having a being uninspired mm. and i just Un- uninspired to make music or uninspired just yeah. in, in general Un- well yeah in general but also by way of that uninspired to make music so I don't know what it I, I don't know what what made me not because if I'm not enthused about doing something or I feel like I'm not gonna get anything out of it, I don't even bother. Mm. And I just wasn't in a space where I was thinking, oh, I wanna listen to this or I wanna listen to that. I just was going about my day to day and going to work and just doing other things. And I just, music just, it was very weird because I love music. Yeah. But I just wasn't. And then it became a thing where, you know, I did start creating again and I would hear about new music, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't, I wasn't impressed. I didn't really want to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, so, that's the toughest part about being a creative at any, is, is seeing the people in your realm that you just dark, you're just like, that's not good, but. <laughs> but people are buying into it and that's no disrespect to anybody because you know i'm not talking about any one artist or yeah anything. not anyone yeah for sure but it was you know it could have been great artists out at that time and i just didn't relate to the creative space mm. so when mm. i don't relate to something i just don't i just do away with it altogether and okay. I think that that's what it was. It, it was kind of like, I just didn't relate to, now I can see the creativity in a lot of things that I wouldn't have before because I'm just in a creative space of, you know, relating to more of the creative side of everything. And then okay. I can enjoy it. If I can do that, I can find a way to enjoy it. But I wasn't in that space for a minute and so what were you doing a in the for me to get back into listening to music so there sometimes i don't listen so what we what, what do you do instead like what what do you what what, what do you uh, find yourself doing as a i guess kind of a filler because i feel like a lot of a lot of times people listen to music and while they're cleaning while they're driving while they're doing other things so yeah what do you find yourself doing sleep <laughs> <laughs> You looked a little hesitant to admit that. I'm so serious. It's not no philosophical sleep. (laughs) It's like, it's not that deep. I just like to sleep. Sleep or, or, or being in the studio, making something. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. That, okay. So, so, so when you say sleep, like, do you, are you the type of person that if you don't get your eight hours, you, you, you just say you ain't with it that day? Um, kind of, but more like internally. I would never like. I still got you. Like when I go to work, I still do what I got to do. But I'm gonna be dog tired inside. So and especially I what like you do, because I can't imagine you going into that. You know, I don't know if you want to get into that, but I, I can't imagine you going into that occupation showing your, <laughs> your I mean, exhaustion. I, you know what I'm saying? So, I've been making music for a long time, but I am still in a space of um, cultivating that revenue from making music. Mm -hmm. So I have, I do have, I've had a myriad of jobs and 
my mo my two most recent jobs were the Apple Store. I worked at the Apple Store for three years, and that's how I moved to New York because I was able to transfer. But after I left the that's Apple dope. Store, yeah, it was that it was really dope. Shout out to Apple for that. Um, after I left Apple because it was time, it was getting to be a lot. I started working at TuneCore, okay. and um, for those who don't know, TuneCore is a streaming platform. Well, a, a streaming distribution uh, platform, subscription-based platform for artists to distribute their music on streaming services. So it's like DistroKid. It's yeah, like that's what it sounds like yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, how how was that? That that sounds pretty dope. Um, it wasn't the best experience. It really wasn't the best experience. And you know, without getting into detail. Um, they really didn't treat their employees with, um, let me say, they didn't give their employees the best support mm. for what they were asking of their employees, in my opinion. And, you know, there was the infrastructure, the infrastructure of their, the department that I worked in, it was very, they cut a lot of corners and they didn't like to take accountability for that. Gotcha. Um, so needless to gotcha. say, I ended up separating from TuneCore at the top of the pandemic. Um, and mm. then ever since then, I was just cashing out. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody Where? else, because I got they just fired me. So I'm getting unemployment and I'm yeah. The extra, I, just, I <laughs> have to do what you got to do for sure. So I got a taste of, I got a taste of what I want my career to be like. Um, you just being able to pretty much freely, freely be creative, create. pull up to the studio at all hours that it can just, you know what I'm saying. So, and how was that? How was in that time? Like, how was it? Was it? Was there a lot of competition? Like, were there were there a lot of other people on that wave? Um, I never really experienced um a competition type of environment yeah, uh, okay. not to say that nobody can compete that's not what i'm saying but i just never was nobody fucking with me space. i just <laughs> never was in a space that like i would see that or think about that so it 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 really was more about what the fuck am i gonna do right now because it's a pandemic it's lockdown we out here we good we low-key got bread and I was getting a lot of grants for my music. That was the first Word. time that, you know, like the Grammys did a pandemic assistance thing and a couple of artist foundations, artist relief. Shout out to Grammy um, Music Cares and Artist Relief and a few other organizations that really were. Oh, you you're breaking out just a little bit. I think she popped out. Still having some issues hearing me. Hello. Hello, you there? You want to try to come out and come back in again? You want to try to leave and come back again?
<laughs> like international languages, you know. I, I don't know too many other languages, but I do know certain things, you know, saying leave and come back. Um trying to smoke. Um <laughs> <laughs> come here. You know, not so come here, but come here, you know what I'm saying? There's a few of them. <laughs> oh man but yeah shout out to all those organizations that she was talking about i never knew that i never knew that there were uh, so many dope organizations big organizations like the grammys that are um you know having those grants and stuff going out to the folk so definitely shout out to that um i know that there was a lot of people you know having uh that were on that grind during the pandemic you know out there trying to do their thing the best way that they could and that they can and um and i'm glad people were able to take advantage of it, for real for real because you know Shit, somebody had to do it, you know what I'm saying? And I think we got it back. Let's see. We back? We good, we good, we back. Okay, oh my God. Listen. <laughs> it's all good. We gonna, we the, devil, the devil is busy. <laughs> you know, hey, what, what did Zell say? Yes, yo, we all know that though. But anyway, oh, yeah. I guess I was what I was saying before that whole situation that happens with somebody calling me. Um, I was gonna say being in that space to have 24-7 access to being creative and no other obligations but to be creative, that is a pocket that we definitely were able to experience me and a couple of other artists that I know. Mm -hmm. um, and it was more about, oh, that's what I was going to say. It wasn't any kind of competition thing because it was more about like, yo, this is my opportunity to take it to the next level. Like, I don't even care what nobody else got going on because it don't matter. Like, yeah. I'm setting up the plays for myself. I'm loving the time that I have to myself, just getting to enjoy that. And it's kind of like, it didn't really matter what anybody else was doing because it was such an exciting time to be kind free. Getting to your own. Yeah, to be. Because gotcha. let me tell you something. New York is a it's a nasty grind. I can imagine. It's I can imagine. Like it, that's that's a consistent that I've heard about New York. Is that it's, yeah, it's, it's it brutal. ain't no joke. It ain't no joke. And coming from Charlotte, where everything is chill, it's like New York. I needed a break. <laughs> and it was so crazy because it just happened like shut yeah. down. And you know, and it's and it's crazy. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't imagine. It is it's like it's it's crazy. It's wild because you know, being from Charlotte myself as well, it's like everybody I knew so many people that were moving from New York down to Charlotte. There were so many people that were just moving down to Charlotte, but then I know so many people from North Carolina that move up to New York. So they trying yeah. to get, you know, they trying to get a little different bit of a feel. And it's like, yeah. I mean, me, you know, I'm moving to the West Coast and whatnot. So it's okay. like, oh, I lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was about to ask. Uh, let me run it back. <laughs> let me run it back. <laughs> but about um, New York being crazy and coming from Charlotte to that environment where everything is just like. Yeah, everything is just so fast. Yeah. So that, that was going to be my next question. When it, when, it, when it came to actually being in your process. And it's like, like I said, being from Charlotte where things just, you know, we just for a long time, we were just a very small Mecca. Like people, you didn't know about Charlotte unless you was in Charlotte or you've been through Charlotte. And then even if you had been through Charlotte, you was probably only there for CIAA weekend. So you never really right. experienced Charlotte. Right. 
So, but moving to New York, did it take you a long time to kind of get into that, into that, that, that groove space where you were kind of, you felt like you were keeping up or did you, or did you um, ever get to that space? I never got there. Got you. I never, that's a lie. The pandemic, the pandemic, but even then it didn't feel like I had like caught because I was jumping from when the pandemic happened, I was trying to find somewhere else to live. And I was trying to figure out how to transport all of my things here, you know, like storage units and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So we were dealing with a lot. Um, me and my peers that were in New York that kind of we moved together. Yeah. Um, we were kind of like staying, staying close to help each other. Kind of like a, a, a community, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's like it never got there because it was just so much to do and so exhausting and mm-hmm. not being used to that. It was a lot. I couldn't even be creative. And that's why it took me so long to create anything new to put out. Cause there was, there was, it was about what, about six years, six years, you said six or seven years, right? Since my last album, it was probably 10, nine. It took me, it yeah, it took me seven years to do the project that I just released. Demo, correct? Right. So I had been working on that project for seven years, but I had not made music for maybe like two and a half, one and a half, two years before I started digging into whatever demo was going to be. And that was the Red Reserve, correct? Yeah. So... Okay, so I'm and it's crazy because I'm listening to these two different projects, right? Because I, I I definitely I, I studied them, and when you hear the difference between these two projects, and then you even throw in something like New Earth, you're just like, yo, she could do everything, because New Earth it was for one. I got I got to talk on that before we even get to demo. New Earth, honestly, the first time I heard it, and I think I tweeted it, and somebody was like, yo, that's like the craziest comparison, but I think I understand what you're saying. But I was like, when I hear New Earth, I compared it to uh, Mac Miller. I mean, not Mac Miller. Shit. Logic Fade Away. I don't know if you've heard that song by Logic. I've heard that song. But it has kind of like a, the whole premise of the album is kind of like, you know, it's in the future. You have these people that are in this excursion to find a new world to live on and to, to cultivate. Yeah, that's and the same thing. Exactly. So it had Definitely. that vibe, even though it's rap versus R&B or, you know, so would you consider yourself an R&B artist, actually? That's actually a really good question. I've had this conversation with people um, before, and I, I'm grateful for those conversations because it prepares me for questions like this. <laughs> and what I would have said in those other conversations is that I don't really... The stuff that I have put out is R&B. R&B hip-hop. That mm-hmm. is the stuff that I have put out. Um, I feel like New Earth is a, like a soul. I I didn't put this in the genre publicly, but I feel as though New Earth is gospel. But in a Roy Ayers, Earth, Wind & Fire type of, type of way. Because I, I see what you're saying. Make gospel too. I you see know? exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So the the, the, the like, genre itself doesn't necessarily have to be about Christianity. It could just be. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and it, and it's like you know, with all of those things happening, 
I don't really put because I don't know if you've you've heard um any of my stuff prior to the Red Reserve. Um, prior to the Red Reserve, I'm not sure actually. I don't, I don't think I went before the Red Reserve. There's there's a few other joints, and there's actually something else that I, I have in the pocket that I'm gonna play that I was so okay. surprised when I stumbled upon. But yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Well, there's like my first maybe four albums are really like like uh versatile. Got you. Oh. So, my first two projects that I dropped was like real, really hip hop. Like I was singing, but I was really rapping. Like I was rapping, but I'm not a rapper. So I sang it. Yeah. And that's kind of what, and they were over like hip hop samples that I just like got off of YouTube. And if it didn't have an instrumental, I would make the instrumental. Shout out to all the en- the garage band engineers because I Shout out to the GarageBand. GarageBand garage is very user-friendly. Shout out to Apple once again. Um, <laughs> I just started like piecing together parts of songs that didn't have an instrumental, and I would just make one. You know, and, and I think you actually got you got really, really good at that, and you actually were really, really good at rapping. So before you before you continue, <laughs> before we move on to when you move when you moved off of rapping, I do want to play this track because I was so surprised to hear it, and I was very happy to hear it, and it was almost like a prophecy, honestly, <laughs> to what the hell is going on right now. So okay. I'm gonna go ahead and run this real quick. Let me know okay. what y'all think, y'all. Shoes. My room is full of snobby tissues and tear-filled pillows and, and, and anger issues Of course I miss you, but that ain't the issue Cause I'm pissed that it ain't you Nah, it ain't you, it's the studio Cause I don't got my own and I don't got the dope But I hit the studio And they fucked me up, you know Got me fucked up, you know Hey, yo, I don't want no handouts I'm ready to band out But everybody, everybody want me to relax Finish up a finish up a motherfucking truck Blowing some stew time And a bit of shoe shine And a two terabyte And a copperhead mic uh, I'm tired of asking, I'm tired of asking I don't wanna be mean, but I gotta take things I don't wanna be mean, but none of y'all respect me So listen, <laughs> I'll try to tell you There was a few things that you put in the trap Because if, I'm, if I was alright, you put that out about four years ago yeah, and when I tell you when you're listening to the lyrics of that song, almost if you're writing as if you were Kanye, that is literally what that man is going through right now. <laughs> so it's kind of like, did you like, did you foresee the future? Did you, could you tell that Kim was gonna divorce him? Yo, I wasn't thinking about none of that. That's I wild. wasn't thinking about none, and it's funny that you say that because. There is even more of a prophecy that, I, like, I'm not sure if a lot of people know it. I was blowing it up when it happens on Twitter and Instagram. My friends was blowing it up. But for those who don't know, I wrote and produced Kanye Slander maybe like 2015. And I didn't record it and drop it until 2018. So 
the way that I found the the way that I created Kanye slander is that Kanye dropped Pablo. We all remember Life that. Pablo, yep. We remember um, Thirty Hours, Mad Lib. That's you know, yep. Mad Lib did a Red Bull interview and he spoke about how he made that beat, and he was talking about how he made it on an iPad. And I was watching the interview and I was like, "Yo, it's time. I gotta start producing." I can do it on an iPad. I'm about to download this ten dollar app. <laughs> ten dollars yeah. in 2015. <laughs> Not the app. Probably ain't $10 no more. Yeah. So um I heard I had this sample that I really loved from like this Netflix movie and I shazammed it and I was like, yo, this is hard. I gotta do something with this one day. So I ended up chopping that sample up and made the beat. I had um somebody put some drums on it. Kirk Collins. I had Kirk put yep. drums on it. And I called it Kanye Slander. And I dropped it on Kanye's birthday, trying to play it up on Twitter and tagging. He didn't have a Twitter at this time. Gotcha. So I was just trying to like play it up and make it go viral or something. It didn't go viral. But <laughs> next year, the very next year, around the same time. So that was June 2018 I dropped it. Next year, summer 2019, Kanye drops um, a project with Nas. And there's a song called Adam and Eve on it. Yeah. I'm going to just leave it there. Everybody go listen to Adam and Eve on Nas. Okay. I, now cause now you, you got my wheels turning because... Mm, got my now it, there's a bar mind you I dropped that in 2018 and they dropped that in 2019 I have a bar in Kanye Slander celebrities is taking shit from me but I gave you everything and niggas still don't love me I wasn't thinking about none of this Kanye shit I was just saying yo I fuck with Kanye Fuck what y'all talking about. Y'all hating on Kanye. So 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 you consider this more of a prophecy than a copyrightish. I'm just calling it nothing but what it is. I ain't calling it nothing. I gave y'all the information. Y'all take it as y'all may. I respect that. I really, I really respect that because that's that's a big one. But you know, not to not to not to not to stick too much on. I'm gonna say this and we can move on. But T Pain said the same shit. So if T Pain is saying it's a pretty credible person, you know, I, I'll just I'll just leave it at there. But anyways, so moving into this demo project, demo. Um, I, I really one thing I really loved about this project, which honestly I haven't seen people do in a long time, at least not at least not nobody that's not from Houston, mm. is to drop a project and then to follow it up with a chopped and screw but or chopped not slop project, which mm. so I was taking a drive down to Modesto, which is like an hour some change where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And I was just I blasting the album. And of course, you know, you play it down and then it goes to the next album. So when the child is not slapped part came out, like it was really like I was literally in like a daze because wow. it was like listening to a completely different album, but it was right. the same damn thing. So like what 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 kind of uh what coerced you to to do that, to drop those two separate projects? Um everybody take a look at the credits on demo there's some really 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 dope people credited as you know executive production production sound design mixing mastering um 
And I have some friends who connected me to Chop Stars because, you know, Chop Stars is a crew now. Um, and they've got like some really talented DJs that are like chopping and screwing. And one of the DJs that I met through uh, one of my good friends, DJ Syrup. DJ Syrup has showed my music so much love. Like anytime I drop something, he's like, please send it to me. I want to <laughs> chop, not slop it. And I'm like, bruh, like you want to, you want to chop? And not slop my shit, like that's dope. So yeah, it's like people people really fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, like anytime he asks me for some new, some newness that I dropped, I hand it right off and let him do his thing because he's fire with it. His is crazy. His drop is crazy. Um, and he he really he really does his thing. He really hears um a pocket, especially with my music. And I love when people are inspired to make something new out of what. I've done already. Yeah. I haven't experienced that a lot, but when people like DJ Syrup really rock with me on that, mm-hmm. I, I love it. And how, how does that support come from or how does it feel more? Well, let me ask the question better. Um, how do you feel like your local support system is, you know what I'm saying, being, being a Charlotte artist? Because I, I feel like there was a long time where Charlotte was not known until recently to actually have a music scene. I mean, and recently when I say, even if you go back 10 years, that's still very recent in the comparison to as much as everybody else has kind of had their back. And I think 10 yeah. years might still be too far. Yeah. So it's like, you know, um, yeah. So how, how, how is your local support in the city? Um, first of all, the Charlotte community, excuse me, of creators is so on point. Like, especially now that because we've all been doing it so long and we were all young when we met each other and when we started doing what we're doing and now we're older and now we've learned things and we left and we came back. So at this present time, um, I get so much support from my fellow creators in Charlotte. Like, that's beautiful. I know so many creative, dope people that really support me and that is kind of new for me because all of us weren't always in a position to support the way that we are now. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, having resources and just things like that. Skinny J being one of those people, you know, like I remember Skinny was telling me that he'd been here. He just was shy. So it's like Skinny skinny been around. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah, we just we just all had to grow and it just shows me where people's heart and where people's vision really is because it's, it's not always about um, oh, well, such and such don't support me or these people or nobody supports me or whatever. It just might be that the people who want to support you haven't grown into how to support you or just being in a position to. out there. Yeah. So now that we're older and everybody's back in the city and things are popping in the city, I feel like there's a really strong, uh, strong support system that's building. It's not perfect. For sure. But it's definitely building quickly, 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 quickly. Got you. Okay, that's beautiful. That's, that's really dope, and I, I love to hear it. Honestly, I, re- I really love to hear it, especially like you know, I see so many people that you know I came up with that I went to school with. You know, regardless yeah. if we were close, cool, close, whatever, but still people that you know all the you know in that age group that we're like we're really all we're we're, we're doing our thing. You know, what I'm saying we're yes. at that point where it's like, damn, we're old, but we're not too old. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it, it's really crazy, you know what I'm saying, to look right. at somebody like a 20-year-old. Like, you've never be like, been here before. <laughs> it's it's wild. It's a, it's a completely new space, but you know it's it's really it's really dope. I love seeing um you know especially this so many people that I didn't know had the talents that they have, and yeah. you know um it's 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 a beautiful thing. It's it's really it truly a beautiful sight. So what what would what would be I guess in your journey as far as making music? You know between being in Charlotte, you know being in New York. And 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 you know, doing any type of shows or anything, what would be probably one of your most memorable moments while you were making music? Hmm. One uh okay, because you said one of that makes it a little easier, so I don't gotta feel like I gotta pick <laughs> no pressure. the most because no I don't think there's like the most. I think there's a few. Um I always say this, I always say this. 2012 locking in with sky you and third eye awake and for real charlotte people who've been in the charlotte scene y'all know third eye and third eye kids and sky university so i had went to college and graduated from harding went to college UNC. okay you went to Harding. okay okay yeah. what, what what class were you oh nine Okay, so you probably you probably knew some of my family. I got I have family over there. Okay, got oh, you. Okay, we're okay. we're the same class. Got you. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I went to Harding, graduated from Harding, and then I went to UNC Greensboro. Um, so my first senior year, because I was a super senior, I did I did a bid twice. Hey, but that's okay. You know, so you gotta do what you gotta do. I did. You feel me? You didn't quit. I didn't. I was about to, but I didn't. <laughs> Super so my it. first senior year, that spring break, I kind of had this like the whole awakening happen. You know, a lot of people in 2012 did. For sure. Um, and it's not that I wasn't awake before because my parents are very spiritually, um, they're spiritually, they in tune. So I, you know, I grew up in tune to a degree, but to start understanding certain things for myself, um, that was happening a lot in 2012. And I came home and I just was like meditating crazy and like doing all kinds of Hindu mantras and learning them and just chanting and just, you know, trying to, trying to yeah. raise, but didn't really know why I was doing it. It just was what I was inspired to do at that time. And I started hanging out with these kids that also made music and did creative stuff and made beats and made videos and all kinds of stuff. And I just started hanging out with them. And when I tell you that was like to meet people that did what I did, but were also spiritual and wanted to put spirituality in their creative work. I never met people like that. Is this you the know, cat that was in your that was in the video for your um for your after party after party promo? There, I mean, he yeah, gave there you something. Are you were like you like yeah. open your eye, open your eye, something like that. Yes, Brio. Right, Shout yeah, out yeah. to Brio. Brio is Scotty Third Eye. Um, Kirk Collins, Coach Noise, Nigel, you know Joey, all cut Miles. Everybody know the crew. Everybody know the crew. Um, and that's my Miles, the sock, sock Miles. Huh? Sock Miles. Miles Harris. 
Okay, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Gotcha, money, gotcha, go, gotcha. money go for miles on on Instagram. Gotcha. The, the people that I named are not the extent of how many of us it was, and I was new. They was I was already a senior in college. Some of them was graduating high school. You know, young, y'all got mad music. It's fire. And they was given spiritual and positive, you know. And I hear a lot of the influence in your music. I and I and I, I hear I, I love the skits that you have where you just kind of talk with people. I think that that one y'all had me y'all had me cracking up. Uh, <laughs> he had the line where he was like, "It was something. It was something hilarious." But you were just like you were laughing at the line, and you were like, "That was genius. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the bar, the bar is shoddy. Back it up like she had a clog. <laughs> I know that's about yeah, I was dying with yo. You were just like, hold on, time out, time out, time out. What? Hold on, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. He went crazy with that one. It's the he simplest things that just hit the hardest. So, <laughs> and you know, I've always, I've always wondered this when it comes to R and B artists because I feel like, well, and you just said you clearly were not just an R and B artist, but as a, as a singer, as, as a singer, mm -hmm. I'm just saying that. Yeah. I, I feel like. Everybody expects y'all to have some crazy, extreme, elaborate love life, you know, exaggerated love life or a really, really shitty one because you got to have something to write about. Right. I feel like everybody just assumes that there's not nothing normal. It can't be normal. Either you're Mary J. Blige or yeah. you're Beyonce. Yeah. Right. So it's like, where do you kind of find yourself? And, and has your has your actual love life ever inspired your music? Because, you know, you know, according to Wale, he don't actually be going through half the shit he writes about. <laughs> he just likes to write a story. So, like, is that is that kind of you, or are you inspired? Well, it's I'm inspired by everything that happens in my life. So it's obviously going to be, you know, if anytime there was a love interest, it's going to affect, you know, what I'm going through in my real life is going to affect what I'm writing about or or creating um, mm. because I'm inspired by what's happening in my life. So. But with that being said, I don't really write. I I feel like demo is moving more into a space of even talking about relationship, yeah, like aspect, whether it's what I'm going through or not. Because you didn't really talk early... specifically about anybody. You just kind of you talked about yourself. It was honestly, right. it was all of it was all about you, which I could appreciate. Right. Right. And it was, I mean, yeah, like you didn't really. It was no yeah, like you boy. There was no like side. you know. It's a side of myself that that I don't even tap into. So that is this is the first time that I'm even talking about myself in that mood. So before that, I kind of maybe here and there I would make reference to a romantic situation, mm. but my music early on was pretty abstract. Like you don't know what I'm talking about. Like gotcha. it sounds seductive, I guess. It sounds sultry. It's very it's croon, but I'm not talking about nothing. And I did that on purpose. Like I really wasn't talking about nothing. It's it's dope though, because it, it really, it really just makes you it, it really you makes you give really it your own story. Huh? You could give it your own story. That's how exactly. I want exactly. to exactly. And it's also like I feel like some of your stuff even crosses two different genres. Could you have songs like Perfect Bounce? Which mm -hmm. I think I tweeted about that too. I was like, I've never heard a twerking song sound so melodic. <laughs> because if you look at it like that, it's a dancing song, but then you can also look at that and put a clean version on Space Jam 3. Exactly. And 
and it rocks just out like that. You think you're talking about basketball because you talk about taking it to the house and stuff exactly. like that. So I, I was like, yo, this like this like this woman is a genius. I right. believe Kanye bit you at this point because right. you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really I appreciate dope. That. <laughs> no problem, no problem. So 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 bringing it all full circle, uh, if you had an opportunity to get a message out to the whole world, like if it just like a, a message would come across their phone, what would it say? Um, if I could send a, like a text message to the whole world, yeah, like a text or like yeah, like a, like a notification. Oh, that's interesting. I never, I that would have never crossed my mind if you would have asked. <laughs> I was hoping nobody had asked you that before. Never. <laughs> uh, <laughs> MakedaIroquois.com. I like that. Just promote the yellow. I, you know, I've heard some amazing things. I've heard some amazing things when I ask people that question, but I really, really love when people just like, if I'm going to put a message out, I'm going to put my, I'm me, me. Yeah. <laughs> because not only is it the energy of my name, but it's everything that's going on with me that I'm putting out in the world. And my music is there. My interviews are there, you know, my physical demo CDs are there for purchase, you know, so it's kind of like, Do you have why not send it to the whole world and how how many people are in the world? Imagine how many of those people are going to click it. Yeah, a lot. It is, I mean, it's going to be like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think that that's, that's perfect, perfect placement, perfect opportunity to get yeah. this shit out there. And I honestly yeah. think a lot of people in the world need to hear your music because I really do believe that you are an extremely talented artist. You are really, I mean, you know, everybody gonna call you going places, but not for real. I really do believe that you're going places, you're Thank positioning you. yourself. Um, you know, you, you've been doing a lot of crazy stuff. You just had an interview last night. So I appreciate yeah. you coming on here today because sure. it's probably like, damn, I got to talk to somebody again. So nah, I, <laughs> if everybody that know me know I like to talk. <laughs> I appreciate you. Like I, I really do. Um, and like I said, you've been doing your thing. Um, I saw you. You did an amazing job at the um at the ladies' night, friends only. Thank you. Um, event with Skinny J. And um, yeah, you just continuing the grind. So Maketa Iroquois, please let everybody know where they can find you again. I know you just said it, but yeah, please go ahead and put yourself in there again. Um, MakedaIroquois.com. Um, I know that sounds like a lot, but I don't know. Can they see it? If they're watching, they can see it in the on YouTube, right? Uh, it, they they might be. Oh, if tell me if you write it into the comments. Um. Well, no, just like if they're watching, but I can spell it. It's I see what you think. Yeah, go ahead. M A K E D A. Make duh. It's not. That's not hard. M A K E D A. Iroquois. I R O Q U O I S. And that is my name on all social media, on all streaming platforms, you can YouTube, everything. Makeda Iroquois, Makeda Iroquois, MakedaIroquois.com. Got you, got you. Uh, like I said, I, I, oh, actually, yeah, they should be able to see it right here. Okay. And I would definitely make sure that I will put the link in um, in the description when I get the I get ready to upload this to all podcast streaming platforms. So once again, I really appreciate you coming on to the show. It's really been an amazing time talking to you. And um, yeah, good luck to you with everything that you have going on. And you know, when I get back to the city, it will hopefully won't be long before I get to see you perform live for real. 
Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully I'll be doing a lot more. I plan to. So you'll definitely have opportunity to catch it. Already, already. And thank you for everybody that has tapped in with this episode, Country Fan Mill Podcast. As you already know, we gonna keep it keep it going. I, I kind of should have a better sign out than that, but it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you. Such a funny thing is this. Me. It's